Jasper. Jasper, and you're listening to the Lorians United. Woo! I'm not Catherine. Surprise. Um, so we'll see. You're not. Um, I don't think. I mean, this could be an alternate reality. I've been watching a lot of weird shit. Who is Catherine? Who am I? What's happening? Who knows? Maybe I am. Um, but no. I'm just. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm just gonna say hi, Cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, we'll see how long this actually stays on track for, um, because I, I'm going to be sort of running things today because, um, yeah, this episode has a lot of shit in it that, uh, Kat was like, nah, I don't want to talk about that. That's a lot. So, um, which is, which is great because taking care of your mental health is the most important thing. Yay. Mental health. Um, so speaking of, of mental health, um, I am actually going to start this with a story that has to do with mental health. Um, so when I, so today we're going to be talking about, um, uh, looking at this episode through the theme of anger. And I, I don't know, I was just like telling this story recently and I, it just sort of came to mind when I was thinking about this. Um, when I was in college, my roommate, um, who, you know, there's sort of a lot compounded into this, but also uh, had anxiety because I'm an anxiety magnet. Like everybody that I know just has chronic anxiety. I don't know why. It's really kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, so my roommate had. I, I think it's because you're safe. Yeah, maybe. I, honestly, though, it's like all of my friends throughout my entire life before I even knew what anxiety was. I look back and I'm like, Oh shit. Um, but anyway, so my, my roommate Joe and I, um, uh, I'm going to just, blah, 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 I'm going to start over. So my, so my roommate was sort of having, uh, she was having a panic attack because, you know, there were all of, right, like panic attacks go, there were all of these things that had built up, but like the thing that tipped this over was that she couldn't find her textbook. Right. And she's, Freaking! She was freaking out. She's freaking. Did I tell you this? I think I told you this story. I, I don't think I don't so. Remember. I'm just like I know that mood where like it's <laughs> it builds up, it builds up, and then like you drop your pen and the world is over. You're yeah, done. You can't do it anymore. Little thing happened, and she was like, she was in a state that I had never seen her before. Like I was actually kind of scared, and she was like, she was just flipping out, and she threw her chair like her desk chair she literally picked it up and threw it and i was like i mean i was not like uh, equipped to like deal with this kind of thing back then as much as uh, i'm a little bit more equipped now um but i was just like joe like i don't i was just like i don't think that's gonna help solve this problem and she started <laughs> laughing and she looks down and she goes the textbook was under my chair <laughs> So it did solve the problem. <laughs> so, like, in a way, like, being angry didn't fix this situation in some kind of weird way. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things, like, I... It made me think a lot about how, like, how, well, we just want to be angry at something. We just, like, we can be angry at anything. You know what I mean? Like, that fucking textbook is now, like, I'm channeling all of it. And, like, sometimes we do that with people. And so, like, sort of mischanneling our anger. Um, and also, but just like, oh, actually, I do have a, oh, story, have a story that happened recently. Oh, yes, about me. anger. Okay, so my mother went to the hospital Sunday night. Okay. And um, my parents live on on a mountain in the middle of nowhere. And as you do, they go to Baptist Hospital, which is like the number one cancer center in the country, I think. Mm-hmm. 
They didn't have time. My mother said she was in a level 10 pain. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. This, this woman has had like, she's been through the shit. She has a super Deadpool cancer cancer. I actually got her a Deadpool shirt yes, and gave it to her. It was so cute. But um, so they went to the, the local hospital. Mm-hmm. And my dad's trying to explain, you know, she doesn't say she's in a level 10 of pain unless she actually is. Like, she was delirious. She was crazy in pain. Um, and he, my dad's like, you need to send her to Baptist Hospital. Mm-hmm. And the doctor goes, I don't even know what Baptist Hospital is. What? Yeah. Number one cancer center. And my dad, who is this like six foot tall Native American dude, um, starts backing this little doctor into a corner and he goes, I will go to jail for this. And I don't care. I'm willing to go to jail for this. If you don't send my wife to Baptist right now, you're going to be damn lucky that we're in a hospital right now. Oh my God. Needless to say, my mother got sent to Baptist. So sometimes when you're angry, if you threaten the doctor, you will get what you want. Yeah, I, I don't know, the, like this idea that anger can be productive. <laughs> the, weird, the weirdest thing, though, was um, when she got to Baptist Hospital, somewhere between Galax and Baptist, her underwear went missing, and we're still <laughs> fucked up over that. Was she in a... Was she in a ambulance? Yeah. Yikes. And I'm like, and no one was mom, in the ambulance with her. Just like the EMTs and stuff. I mean, I'm like, no, mom, I, mean, I mean, like, but like a family. Oh, that's mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm got like, a weird collection of underwear from cancer patients. I don't somewhere. think that dude was a doctor. <laughs> that's my theory. Yeah, I. I'm so upset about that. Okay, I'm just imagining someone's weird collection of like. Ambulance patient's underwear. I don't know. I've got a weird thing. I cannot wait until Kat listens to this. Um, I'm so sorry. You're (laughs) you're very pretty though, Kat. I am not sorry. Um (laughs) you married me. This is what you got. So um before we get started, we have to do our 30 second recap. Oh. Yeah, if this is gonna be a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) We both have ADHD. Okay, so, all right, I'm going to time myself, and go. All right, so, um, it starts out with Hedgewitch shit, and they're, like, going, and they're, they're trying to get their shit together to summon God, and then eventually they do summon a God, and it goes well, supposedly. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, oh, there was the whole threesome thing, and everybody's mad, and everyone's awkward, and Penny's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Uh, and, yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's pretty much it. They bottle their emotions, they go to Fillory, they end up in the library. Something else important probably happened that I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? I guess so. Okay, I'm gonna give you a um a ten second warning. Okay. Oh fingers. Sorry, that wasn't clear. All right, uh, ready, set, go. Okay, so in this episode, Penny deserved better, Richard deserved better, Julia deserved better, someone needed to help Elliot, someone for the love of God help Elliot, can you not see that Elliot is spiraling, someone please help Elliot, someone for the love of God just stop what you're doing and help Elliot, Penny is team mom. Penny's the only one who's got his shit together, which is bad because Penny does oh, not have his shit together. Penny is a walking mess. Penny is a disaster. 
<laughs> I didn't even give you 10 seconds of warning because I was so... My head was just on the table and I was dying. Um, I'm sorry, that's my recap. Amazing. I mean, it was 100% accurate. And again, my recap for the show is Penny deserved better, so... I love you so much. I love you too. This whole episode get is in a meeting chocolate. I'm gonna get it out of my system chocolate? now, but Kat shouldn't eat these near her desk because she doesn't want me to eat them. It's like those little crunchy eggs. We'll just, just have five seconds of meeting crunchy eggs. I'm gonna get right up to the mic. Oh, this is this is turning into an ASMR. <laughs> I just learned what that was like two weeks ago. Oh, they freak me out. I'm a precious baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I my so my roommate is a social worker, and she has you know Goodnight Moon. She has a book. She has a book called Goodnight Construction Site that yeah, I saw this morning, and I'm like, site. it's great. I'm like, I'm so excited to read that when no one's looking. Well, it's really good. I mean, I could read it to you after this if you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll be our bonus content. I'll record it, and I'm not telling Kat. And and there's another one by the same author called Dreams. Um, Steam Train, Dream Train. Oh my God, I love him. Yeah, really cute. Okay. Anyway, um. So uh, my my notes just flipped to the last one I did with Kat, which is about masculinity, which I could definitely talk about in any episode, but we're talking about anger. So um, the, literally the first thing I have written down. So in the beginning of the episode, um, Juliet and Katie are going to find this like this emissary type guy for this god uh, goddess, right? Um, for, the uh, man uh, of indeterminable uh, race. Yes, I feel like he's some kind of Hispanic. He's like indeterminable race. Like he says, his... he says some things in Spanish. However, I feel like on his resume it says, um, well, "Oh God, what did my friend say? My friend is um, Native American, and she said that she would always put on her resume." Oh fuck, I can't remember now. But it was just like ethnically, like, like um, I don't know what the word is now. I can't think of it. But it's just like I can be ethnically ambiguous. ambiguous. Yes. <laughs> It's just like, I'm Native American, but you're also going to cast me to play a Hispanic person because you don't know what race is. Um, or like I'm Native American. I can play Middle Eastern, Asian, Hispanic, you know, whatever. Any any kind of brown. Oh but anyway, so, and I don't know if you remember, but this guy has like a man bun, but then also has like a man bun in the back of his head. And my first note is I have anger about this man's hair color. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't have it both ways, sir. Look, he is double fuckboy. <laughs> oh my god, I'm joking. Okay. Um but anyway, yeah, so I've got got feelings about about that whole situation. Um but more, on a more serious note, I mean, there's a lot of I mean, there's so much shit going on in this episode, but like the whole situation, the aftermath of that threesome is just like I'm crossing my eyes right now. This is an audio medium, but like <laughs> holy shit. It's just like hey. I I think we need to do like upload our video content. At right. some point. I feel like that should be the bonus content. Like we should, like yeah, or just like throw it on YouTube and monetize that shit. Um, yes, I would watch us. Um, um, but I'm I'm a little biased. The first note I have is um, Robert Pluchek's emotion wheel, and that the opposite of anger is fear. Who is that? Is that he's some psychologist? Oh oh oh. Who do- deals with emotion, unlike me. Oh, like the opposite, the opposite of me. Of anger is yeah. Anger. Got it. Okay. 
I thought you meant that. Yeah, one. Which, that was like an actor, and I was like, I don't know that actor. Oh no, <laughs> no, he's a, he's a psychiatrist with an emotion wheel. Amazing. Which is also the title of my autobiography. That's interesting. But I think it I think it goes along, especially with like Alice's anger, mm-hmm. mostly comes from like her fear of ending up like her parents. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't think about that. But because that, that was like the one thing. Too much sense. I think it was like more in the books, I guess, mm-hmm. that she was terrified of ending up like her parents. Mm-hmm. And all of that. That makes so much sense. I'm going to think next time I'm angry, I'm going to be like, what am I afraid of right now? (laughs) That doesn't work for me. I have anxiety. That's fair. Then you're going to be like all of these 27 scenarios that could happen right now. I have planned for the worst. So, Um, um, oh, I was just, I was just going to say that, uh, like, like Alice has like such a, like, I mean, it's sort of, and going off of what you were just saying, like Alice has just this like huge, like, anger and resentment about Q to the point where, like, where, because of this thing that he did, which, like, totally justified. Um, I mean, feelings are always justified, but, like, you know, but the one thing before I'm gonna, I see you raising your hand, um, but I, I, like, I love that she's so angry to the point that when they put their emotions in bottles, she's like, yeah, my anger about for you would have gotten us killed. <laughs> like, she's, she's rational like, about 100%. it. Like, 100%. Um, Go ahead. Okay, so my first thing I want to ask is, like, at the beginning of this, how long was Alice standing at the end of that bed? Okay, that is 100%. I don't know. No, I don't think that it's been released yet, so there's no way you could have heard me, but I think that's the first thing I said, or the last thing that I said last episode. I was like, I have so many questions. about. So I love that this is full circle now about, like, she was literally sitting there and waiting for that moment to be like, I fucking caught you, asshole. Like, it's like an hour. She's like, should I just shake their feet? Or, like, you know, like, was she? Just like, waiting. at what point does it become awkward? Uh, all of it. <laughs> because I'm like, after 10 minutes, I would forget why I was there. <laughs> I need a sandwich. <laughs> I, I'm going to go make some soup if I'm going to be here for You're a while. too forgetful now. to be resentful, Jasper. <laughs> like, wow. I really am like, if I get mad at someone, just wait a few minutes. I will forget why I'm mad. This this um literally <laughs> happens all the time with Kat and I. Like Kat will be like, I want to talk about our fight yesterday. And I was like, We fought yesterday? Like I literally it's just like woo. And meanwhile, she is she's got anxiety, so she's like sitting with it and thinking about it, and I'm like, boop, it's gone. Like it, unless like, it was like super <laughs> about like, I don't know, you murdered my mother or something. Meh. Yeah, I'll probably forget that too. <laughs> um, I have like a quick temper. Mm. but it's also like a flash yeah. so i'll be like oh my god fuck you and it's then like five minutes i'm like you want you want to go get ice cream they're like you told me to go fuck myself yeah like three weeks ago no, i thought you were gonna like, say ten, three minutes ten, ago <laughs> like 10 minutes ago bro god. yeah that's like a year it's ago like so 10 minutes ago i'm over it I, I love that idea though that like we can have um like there's different ways to be angry there's like the long burning angry there's like there's like the I'm thinking about the uh like the high school like you know why I'm mad at you angry I don't I kn- I'm listen I, I am so disabled did. I have no 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 one ever knew <laughs> like you have to be blunt and tell me because I don't know no. um and and so I think yeah I think it's it's kind of like it's something to think about like what I, and I feel like. Alice's anger is almost calculated. Like she calculates every, everything in the way that she was like, yeah. I'm going to sit here for maximum like 
pain on Quentin's part because I'm feeling angry right now. Therefore, I'm going to channel that. Like, I feel like there's like a patient. Alice is the type of person who, when she's hurt, she hurts back. Yes. Because she doesn't know, she doesn't have proper coping skills because these children don't have good parents. No, they do not. I mean, and, I mean, Quentin's dad is like pretty chill. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's um, got a mom and a divorce. and Yeah, yeah they, they, need, they need therapy and not Dean Fogg. Oh, fucking Dean Fogg. Oh, I, said, um, I say it once per episode. Even if Dean Fogg's Fog. not in the episode, I always say fucking Dean Fogg. He's an asshole. It's usually his fault. Um, yeah, like Penny's got that flash anger, and so does Margot. Like mm-hmm. that flash quick tank. But Alice and Katie are the type who will hold a grudge. They sit with it. Yeah. And so is Julia. Julia is also that calculated anger, I, maximum pain. Yes. Well, that was like the whole fucking what is it, spider web or whatever. world between the walls? Is that what that one is? The- when she went in Quentin's head? Yeah, wasn't that called the spider web or some shit? I don't know. I feel like... I think it was the world between the walls. No, but the name of the spell. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, Whatever. I, I might have made it up. Who cares? It's a spider web. <laughs> That's a spider like noise. Listen. I'm oh. a professional because I... You are. Web. What? Scarlety web, not a spidery web. <laughs> Thank you. Cat just emerged. <laughs> I love that Kat was sitting there, like, listening to this. She's like, all right. She's like, I can't let that go. It's a scarlety (laughs) web. Well, like, listen, I knew it was something stupid with an L-Y that shouldn't have an L-Y. Scarlety is not a fucking word. It is scarlet. It describes a thing in its own. I'm angry about this grammar (laughs) issue. (laughs) I'm just thinking about Charlotte's web now. See, and now I'm thinking, I'm about to go, itsy bitsy side, I went up the walks, down came the rain, and walked the out. No, I just finished it. Okay. And it's with spider when it's gone. Yeah. I've, I've listened, it's okay, I've listened to Kat sing You Are My Sunshine like 200 times, so. Good. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, um, what I, you were honest- saying something that, uh, oh, uh, it was about do, 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 do. oh the like the kind of anger with Julia and with Alice where it's like I'm going to hurt you back for hurting me and it's really I don't know it just like struck with stuck with me that you said that because I was actually recently <laughs> you may or may not know um I run a <laughs> queer Bible study here in Montreal because I do know that um and I actually uh um I like facilitated last week and I did a thing about forgiveness and one of the things that I found like there are a lot of different general and biblical definitions for forgiveness but one of them that I thought was interesting was like letting go my right to hurt you for hurting like I'm I'm like relinquishing that um and so like I think it takes them so fucking long to forgive oh yeah like they hold that resentment and that like hurt in you know what I mean? To a point where, like, yeah. and I feel like it's almost in a way so that they feel like they have the right to hurt other people back. I think Alice does that a lot. Yeah. I think Alice feels like the only way to be forgiven is through, like, hurting the same way. Yeah. Like you have to go through the trials of my pain. <laughs> Which, no. No, you no, you don't. That's, that's not healthy. Yeah. Please don't do that. Um, um okay. also I agree I agree with you that yes, Alice's anger is justified. However, I'm I'm gonna 
say it. I don't think Quentin is to ble- is the uh, most responsible party in this. I also agree with you. I, I guess, I guess I I mean that right. If my partner, I've never been in a situation where my partner cheated on me. Thank God, I'm very lucky. Um, and so. I can't speak for like what that would be like, but like even regardless of whether or not it was someone's fault, I could imagine that I could imagine that feeling like the, Oh, I was just drunk excuse to a person who's been, who's being cheated on. However. So I think that, right. Like how Alice is feeling. Like I, I get that. I understand but, it's justified, but, but on, on Quentin's end, I agree with you. I don't think it was Quentin's fault. I think that like Matt, I mean, that fucking magic is even more. It's not the just, I was drunk excuse. Like there there was fucking magic involved. And like, not all. And people getting all up in his business. And not only that, and um, I'm going to get death threats for this, but um, Elliot was falling down drunk. Quentin was so drunk he could barely stand up. Margot seemed the most sober. And she was sort of. Uh, she instigated. Yeah, well, she did. I don't think. Scenario. I don't think that Quentin or Elliot were in a condition where they could consent. Mm, that's a really interesting point. I mean, I would definitely say on Elliot's part, that's probably true. Elliot definitely he couldn't, couldn't consent. He couldn't stand up. He and the minute he like just like passed out, the minute he was pretty much unconscious. Yeah, like I'm kind of surprised that Elliot even remembers that. I don't think he really does. I mean, he was unusual. And this really set off his self-destructive path. Like, he was holding it together up until this. And this is kind of... That's true. I Hi, I'm I'm Jasper, and I'm here to talk about rape. Yeah. I I, Honestly, I never really thought about it in that context. But, like, fuck. I mean, literally, figuratively, all around. It's like, yeah, Yeah, that's not um, great. Yeah. I'm angry I would say that... (laughs) I'm mad at Margot. I actually, I have a note in here and it just says, Margot, stop. <laughs> Especially when Margot's like, you don't get to be mad. I fucked you. Sex with me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do. That's, yeah. That's yeah, gross. you do. And then she's like, you ruined your own life, Quentin. Like there's a lot of manipulation yeah, like, in this. First season, Margot n- needed help. I, yes. Yes, yes. E- yeah, and then Elliot completely fucking spiraled. Also, I just love Penny's line, why y'all look like you did crime last night? <laughs> because Penny is my perfect son, and I love everything about him. Um, I also have a note in here that says... Penny won't judge you for triple sec, but me and God will. <laughs> I love you so much. Like if someone came up to me and they're like, can I get a shot of triple sec? I would go, no. Call, call your family. Call your family. So, oh, going back to Alice and, and this sort of like, I'm going to hurt you mentality. Uh, the like, the like vengeance sex with Penny. <laughs> Penny had no clue what the fuck was going on at any point. No, I mean, and he's like a precious babe in this. So I, this episode, that's something I want to talk about too, is like Penny has so 
much like anger towards Quentin all the time. It's like always putting him down, always, you know, um, all the all these kinds of things. Like there's there's always he just has like a ton of anger for him. And like Kat and I were actually talking about this in the previous um, episode that we recorded, which was episode ten, because we are so out of order. Uh, <laughs> this is it's actually just we're time travelers. Um, but like the the fact that like I wonder if it's like that Penny sees like himself part of himself that he doesn't like in Quentin or like what is it about Quentin that like I yeah, think you're under right his skin I think Penny has got a lot of um, self confidence issues mm. and I think he he covers that up a lot with um, like his his like, like presenting that sort of like toxic masculinity like. Okay, um, shameless shout out to um, Further Than Fillory, but kind of like Sid and Quincy, <laughs> where Sid's like, I'm going to hate you first before you hate me. Yep. I feel like that's a lot of how Penny is, is he's like, I want to be your friend, but I don't know how, and I am so sure you're going to hate me, so yeah, I'm going to hate you first. That and also... Sense. I'm going to be mean, so when you hate me, it's because I'm who I'm pretending to be and not who I really am. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And so I think that there's an anger at himself. Yeah. It's like self-hatred, self-anger, right? I I don't don't think about it in the sense of, like, being angry, but, like, sometimes I think self-hatred, quote-unquote, or, like, low self-esteem is us being angry at us for whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think the environment... The environment he was raised in, Florida. <laughs> that education system. Listen, all I learned in, in teacher school was do not teach in Florida. Oh my God. That is literally Flor- all I learned. <laughs> Florida's where dreams go to do math. <laughs> I'm dead. But I, I think, like, you know, growing, growing up, he had to be defensive because... He grew up at the foster care system, and there was actually a point I really liked earlier in season one did where Ar- he was Arjun trying to leave. It, it was that Arjun said that, right? Out yeah, he did. Okay, in an interview or something. Okay. Yeah, but it was also like in early on in season one when he was going to leave break bills, he had all of his stuff in garbage bags, <sighs> which um, when you're in foster care, they yeah. put all of your stuff in like yep. two garbage bags, which I think is just like <sighs> so fucking dehumanizing in general the foster care system needs to be just it's so down fucked up. and recreated like it's yeah too just, far, it's just too far gone <laughs> burn it down we can't save it no it no it's like the government yeah. in the u.s we just need to burn it down at this point there's no salvaging just that start over reset i found a book at the library in french um that was called <laughs> dear donald trump and it was like letters to Donald Trump from children, and I was I don't know. It said it said uh, Cher Monsieur Trump, and then Monsieur was crossed out. Like it was like Dear Trump instead of like Dear Monsieur. Oh my Trump. god! It was just like fuck you. The that French means. are coming for you. <laughs> I didn't get to take it out because I already have eighty books out in the library on both mine and Cat's card, and I oh my god, it out. I have a problem that you hate me. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so burn it down. Uh, the children are coming for you, motherfucker. And on that amazing note from Seth, let's go to our ad.
My character is Blaine. She is a hedge witch from South Carolina. My character is Quincy Flynn. He's a magician. Esphere Niganova or Fifi. And she is a hedge witch who is an illegal immigrant from Russia. Sid. Sid is a human who is super queer and great. They do stuff. Maybe take them back to the safe house, Fifi. Take them back. Take break bills, kids, back to the safe house. I've had several bad trips that have ended in me magically being supported to a, teleported to a Starbucks. And well, I mean, how do I know I'm not just tripping? Lane, throw a box with an accuracy spell and I set the box on fire so that it hit the lot. Yeah, because a flaming lion is a lot. Yes, that's um, going to solve all of our problems, <laughs> having it be on fire. Find our edwitches and magicians at Furthered and Fillery, a tabletop role-playing game based on the sci-fi hit The Magician. To be sure not to miss one episode, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and any other platform you listen to your podcast. Mmm, another one. <laughs> These guys are going in the garbage. <laughs> Um, so, but like going back to Penny and this like anger that he ha- was always sort of like channeling towards Quentin, that's why I found it so jarring in this episode when he's like all f- fucking nice to Alice. And I was just like, huh? Like you, oh, you're a nice person. What? Yeah. Well, we saw that a lot with, with Katie. And I think part of it was he saw Alice hurting in a similar way to how he was hurting and he thought he could, you know, go in and, and relate. And I feel like Penny was actually kind of reaching out for help a little bit without actually doing that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, especially talking about, like, I used to drink Midori, which Penny, ew. <laughs> that's, that's a mixer. Liquor. Oh, my gosh. Ah, but, um... Well, I, but I yeah, like I that that's his, like, that's his, like, trials uh, admission. I used to drink Midori. It's like, 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 I love that that's his deep secret that he tells Alice. He's like, listen, I mean, I can connect with you here. I won't judge you. <laughs> I, I used to drink Midori. I'm, I'm, we're both trash. <laughs> and then it ended up um, doing sex. They did and the then, sex. And then, like. To be told he didn't matter. Wait, when did that happen? Like when Alice afterwards, when Alice oh, is like, you like, know, it oh, didn't it mean did. anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Poor Penny. My um, son. Well, also, like, going back to when Penny first shows up and he's like, you know, throwing his kind of shit at Quentin and being like, what the fuck? I looks like you guys committed a crime, whatever. And, and Q, like, kind of explodes at Penny. And for the first time yeah. in the history of anything, Penny has nothing to say. And like, and actually, like, I think that moment he like, because Q is usually really calm. Like, I, we don't really see him get angry very often. And for mm-hmm. me, that was Penny being like, oh, shit, this is serious. Like, like Elliot's not talking. Quentin's yelling. Something real bad happened. Yeah, so because that one never shuts up and that one never talks, except in his goddamn head. Seeing that goddamn Taylor Swift. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think in a way, like anger can also be sort of like a red. I mean, a red flag in a lot of ways, but also like if someone is 
you know, just in general, right, if you're expressing your emotions in a way you aren't typically expressing them, you're like, oh, like, yeah, what's going on? You know? Yeah, like if if someone's acting completely out of character, you're like, something is fucked up. Let's explore. But I'm not going to talk to him because he's mean I'm right now. I don't know why, but the word explore just triggered this thought for me of like having a little explorer hat on. Like, we need to figure okay. out what's going on with your emotions. Let's explore that- as I put my safari hat on. Okay, no, it's Dora the Explorer because Quentin left with the map and they need the map. I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. I'm just going to sing children's songs this whole fucking episode. Where's our musical episode? That's all I'm asking. Um, oh my God, yes. Um, so <laughs> another example of anger is Kat editing this. <laughs> they just, just keep doing things. But to be fair, she won't. We're preventing her from being triggered by this subject that's very triggering for her because we're just like singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider and like goofballs. <laughs> um, so yeah. sort of, I think the last thing I had to say about this particular like the, the group of them um before they while they're sort of still here before they go to Hillary uh was this idea that like when they when they take when they bottle their emotions and Quentin's like like you know like now that I'm not like angry, angry anymore like feeling my feelings like you two would be a cute couple and this this idea that like anger, I mean like the strong anger just like clouds our judgment and like feelings about things, you know. Oh yeah, it definitely does. It, that's why like, and, and on that one, like when Alice bottled her emotions, she's like, "That was good. My emotions about Quentin would have gotten us killed." Like, yes, yes, I see. It definitely clouds so it. Or the earlier episode where Penny's like, "I like your sweater." Ah uh, yes. I liked it, and I wanted to say it. So good. Are you making fun of me? No, it's just a nice sweater. No. <laughs> I genuinely like your sweater. Oh my gosh. I love my son. Um, um so do But you- like on anger and oh go sorry. Ahead. Oh go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say on anger and forgive like um Julia. That's so funny. I was like, gonna ask you if you wanted to hop to Julia's and you did it anyway. I always want to hop on Julia. Hop on that with consent. <laughs> yes with consent and not while intoxicated i but like you can tell how like pure i am because i just imagine you hopping on for like a piggyback ride i mean i we're like the same size though i'm not we're like small. both none feet tall my mom gave me so i this is 100 percent tangent when i was growing up i had a loft bed so it's like a bunk bed but just the top part because i had no siblings so the underneath was like just a no one trusted me with those yeah, but underneath was just a space for all my American girl dolls. That was their home. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so, but every morning my mom would meet me and I would go down the ladder and she'd give me a piggyback ride to the bathroom until I was like ridiculously old enough that it was like, it wasn't because I got too big. It was because she's like, this is weird now <laughs> because I'm so small. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Julia. That's adorable. Julia. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to say, I, that, that's why I love hanging out with you, because you're the only person smaller than me, and that never happens, so um, thanks for that. You're welcome. I get to feel tall for once. But we're both so small and angry. We are so small and angry. Aww, like Hamilton. There's a and shirt punch that just people. says I'm just like Hamilton, small, bisexual, small, angry, and bisexual, and I was like, I need that shirt. Yeah, that's the <laughs> mood. It is my mood. But anyway, Julia, tell me about Julia. Yeah, like, Julia is, like, letting go of her, like, even though she's finally feels, like, justified and vindicated, and she's, like, 
I was fucking right and you were wrong. Yep. She doesn't do the Julia thing where she says, like, I was right and you were wrong. She's just like, oh, I was right. Moving on. Dan Quentin, it's so great. It's not. Like, I'm glad you're happy right now, but this is this is not going well. Yeah, I, I wonder if that is because of, I mean, I feel like it's because of this feeling in this moment, like she's having some yeah. higher calling. And so she's rationalizing, which we do a lot, right? When like, we feel like our, again, this is so, I'm, I keep going back to this Bible study that I taught, but like, um, I was listening to, are you familiar with the story of Joseph and his very fabulous gay coat? Yes. Great. I mean, some people, I don't know. There's a musical about it. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> which, um, Bible side note, did you know that the original Hebrew word, um, katonet pesim, that's used to describe, like, that garment is only used one other time in the Bible, and it's used to describe a princess's gown. So there is a high possibility that that boy was wearing a dress. Anyway, I'll just leave you with that. Good for him. Jesus nugget. Um, puts a little bit of a different spin on that story. But at any rate... <laughs> He's like out out in the fields, like look at my princess gown. Um, I'm beautiful. Anyway, um, so at the at the end of all, of, I don't know how much of the details you remember, but right, his brothers did some fucked up shit to him, threw him in a hole, sold him into slavery, all that good stuff. Uh, and then at the end, he becomes sort of like Pharaoh's right hand man, and is sort of like Pharaoh without the title. And they come and ask him for food because there's a, a famine, whatever. Yeah. And so he's at the mercy of them. And at the end, he's like, guys, don't worry. I forgive you. You didn't, you're not even responsible for doing that. God is the one who sent me here. Like, you didn't do any of that. And I absolve you of all of that because I needed to be here and God did that. And like, we were talking about this in Bible study and we were like, fuck that shit. Like, if that happened to me, I would absolutely not be like, I needed to, I would be like, nah, man. And so I think it's, I don't know, it's interesting that when there's this sort of like a divine thing, it's like, like oh this needed to happen it was meant to happen but, yeah. yeah when you can justify okay something you did shitty stuff to me when you can justify something with the divine intervention it becomes it's almost like you're trying to convince yourself so, it's okay by yeah. saying like it, it was to meant to happen yeah. It had to happen for me to get here. Well, I think no, it didn't. When horrible things happen, we want to be able to rationalize why. Yeah, and sometimes it's just because things are shit. Yeah, or people sometimes are shit there's or but there's not a rational explanation for it other than Jane Chatwin decided that <laughs> this was how things were going, and she was fucking tired of this bullshit and got rid of. Oh, what oh, happened was oh, it's off go. Jane Chat when she's like, I'm going to take your favorite out that Potter. Oh, Did I cut out? Yeah, a little bit. Hold on, wait a minute. See if you catch up. Okay. Um, okay, try talking to me again. Okay. All right, you sound like words. That should be fine. Um, Is that better? <laughs> I was also. Okay, good. Yes, okay, there we go. I was also thinking about like sort of meta, like this in a meta way where like I was angry as a viewer. First of all, like when Julia slept with Richard, I was just annoyed because like I actually, rewatching this, I realized that like Richard has a serious savior complex and is being so manipulative Ah. and gaslighty of like these poor, poor people. Like in the, in episode 10 that um, Kat and I were just doing a little while ago, we were talking like, 
about how there's an, a scene in that episode where Katie and Julia are both like, oh, he saved me from myself kind of vibe. And I was just like, ew. Like, the kind of like I a cult. This, yes. I want- it has cult vibes, especially with like the white outfits and everything. And I um, literally said the same thing to Kat. Like, ten- this is so fucking weird. I love that we're all the same person. <laughs> yes. Um, but like a nice cult. Yeah, not, like the cult not like the cult I was in. Or, yeah, it's not like the, the Charles Manson kind of. Not, not like the cult that, that I was in for a while. Yeah, no, <laughs> not like that one. Not like a murder cult. But, um, but um, it makes, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense for Richard to have the savior complex, though, because of, like, what happened with his son. And yeah, he wants to see where he's like I mean I think it it is for like kind of selfish purposes to kind yeah. of relieve his guilt and anger at himself yeah. but I think he's he, he's trying so hard to be selfless I think sometimes when you try to do good he's things too hard yeah even if you try your best to do good things still for you yeah, yeah. It, when it's not yeah. pure. I just feel like people are inherently selfish. I mean, I think because I'm around toddlers all the time, maybe this is why I think this, but, like, that's our innate, like, like desire, like, is to take care of our, like, the, the yeah, I mean, nanny, they don't even fucking, like, they know the other one exists, but, like, if one is sitting on my lap and the other one wants to be on my lap, they just, like, shove the other one or, like, crawl over them, and they're like, bitch, I want to be on that, Seth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, I just... Don't I we know, all? I mean, probably not everybody. Um, <laughs> I am quite comfortable, <laughs> I've been told. Um, but anyway, I, I, so I just, I think that, like, there's there's something to say about how like no matter what we do our, we're always kind of going to be self-motivated like i think it would take yeah. a lifetime work of like being a goddamn monk or something to like not be self like i don't know but yeah i'm I trying just, to think of like the most selfless character that we have ever. yeah it's hard to like i feel like it you know, might be penny penny might be the most selfless character it's really funny you said that because for some reason I forgot we were talking about the magician so I thought we were just talking about every character ever and I was like Harry Potter's kind of selfless. Um <laughs> Harry Potter is a nerd. He's the worst. He's the worst. Best. But anyway, yeah, I feel like that that might be true, which is like like but in a way I feel like helping like sort of when he it is like trying to help others and things like that, I wonder if the things that he does is like to distract himself. And therefore, it is self-serving. Like, I feel like you could twist this about anything. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could, but, like, he was... Out of what we've got. Like, <laughs> out of everyone. But, like, he was he was completely willing to, like, throw everything away for, like, to help Katie. Like, yeah, no... Even, even after everything Katie did, he's still like, I love you and would literally die for you. Um, I actually think the Beast is the most selfless because he literally has no sense of self anymore. <laughs> I killed Jasper with my bad puns. <laughs> I think shadeless characters are the most... Okay, um... <laughs> the, the, the Beast is a physical manifestation of childhood sexual assault. <laughs> so that's... Never mind, I'm gonna stop my... I'm gonna stop my line of reading right there. So... 
I, I also like going back to Julia. I think. <laughs> Listen. Sorry, I'm stuck on our most selfless character the manifestation of sexual assault. I don't know what that says. Please don't <laughs> use that to justify anything. Ever. Don't. Never. Listen. Never listen to anything I say. Please shut well, this that's podcast another... off right now. <laughs> Why are you here? That, that's just another example of you hurt me, so I'm going to yeah. hurt you back. I'm going to be bigger than you and hurt you. I know that he's not. God, that's such a running theme. He's not in this episode, right? But it's like, yeah. 100 i mean the episode's still about him oh everything's he's, about he's the goddamn beast. beast he's so selfless everything's um, always about you isn't it goddamn martin um but the other thing that like as a viewer i was like ah so angry about like as someone re-watching this is watching all of this happen to julia and knowing what actually happened yes so because she's watch. so happy she's yeah. so happy and you just you want it to stay that way yeah. Ugh. Um. So, if unless you have anything else to say about like the hedge hedge witchy situation, um, I was gonna skip ahead to the whole situation in Fillory. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, so the first and most important thing I have to say is that with my subtitles, because she's kind of screaming, I could never make make out what she said. But when when they uh, go to the library and the librarian takes away their bottles, Marco screams, I planned my whole outfit around that bottle. Bless her. <laughs> and I was just like, these are the things I get angry about. So I want 100% feel you. My underwear is always, always matches my outfit. It's very important to me. So like, I get it. Marco. Yes. <laughs> I feel you. But so I Honestly, how, like, if like my... Be- Oh, go ahead. Bra and underwear match. I'm like going up to strangers. I'm like, look, it matches. Woo! I know. But when it happens on accident, that's also really exciting. And you're like, I wasn't when even it, trying. Woo! No, when it happens on accident, I'm like, I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> because they're always wearing a matching set. Oh, shit. Um, but I, I wrote about this in, in Like a Liar Does, actually. And um, then an almost exact line from that fic was used in a recent episode. And I want to talk about this because where when Margot's like you know I plan my whole outfit around the, my, that bottle her clothes are really like her armor yeah like that's kind of what she uses to protect herself in a way um because she can control what people see in that she can control mm-hmm. how she sort of presents yeah it's a, yeah it's a level of control for sure yeah and I feel like that's kind of why it, it is a big deal for like it's a I feel like it's more than just like a one off throwaway line. Yeah, no, I agree with because... you. I think you're right. But also, like I just wanna say, so I actually I made some magicians plushies for some folks and that I was those. what? I remember those. Yeah. Um and I but that was actually the outfit that I made for Margot when I made the Margot plushie. So I know in very ridiculous detail what that outfit is. And it is it is her like magenta e coat and then it's literally all black. It's like a black zippy shirt with like a little black shirt under it and black leggings and black boots. And I'm like, bitch, that matches with everything and red and magenta clash. So I don't know what you were doing when you were planning that outfit to go around your red emotion model. I was having emotions. <laughs> Listen, so like, yes, I 100% support. I, li- I like this background that you were like this reasoning that you were saying, but fucking also, bitch, it's black. Get it together. Also, I think I'm not sure I'm gonna have to double check, but I'm pretty sure her black zippy thing is a um, Michael Kors 
tracksuit. I hate you. Zip up. <laughs> I love you so much. Jasper is our, is our resident um, designer brand person. Like a couple episodes ago, I was wearing like, whatchamacallit right now. Betsy Johnson? Thank yes. You. Yes, whatchamacallit. I was about to call it Betty Boop. That's where I'm at emotionally. <laughs> I mean, like, no, I can see that though. Like, it fits. There's like so much Betsy Johnson around. Me right I know. Now. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. I love you so much. Um, so I have this note here, and honestly, I don't remember who said it, but oh. Gosh, but some someone has said I don't I don't want to die mad. Do you remember who said this? I don't. I just I was so tired when I was taking notes last night. So somebody um, maybe will be cool enough at this point that someone just fucking tweet at me, or Cat's gonna be listening to this and be like, I know who it was. Um, but, <laughs> but, but I don't know. It just maybe I don't know if it was when Quentin went to Julia or or, or if it was Margot and Elliot or yeah. I honestly I don't remember. Um, Hi, this is Kat from the future. So what they're talking about is when Julia and Quentin um, make up, basically, they look at each other and one of them say, oh, I don't want to die angry because at one point they just know that they have to either like end up getting away from their anger or lose their friendship. And they decided their friendship. So yay. Oh my God, it could fit with anyone. I know. But like... There were two things that that made me think of, one of which was, like, the idea of, like, like Kat and I have this rule where we never go to bed mad. Like, we never go to bed angry. Yeah. Like, if we have some kind of fight, like, we'll always resolve it before bed. Um, and But also, like, the difference between, I was like, what's the difference between being mad and being angry? <clears throat> like, to me, mad seems less intense. Yeah. Longer. I think mad seems like intense but short-lived like i'm mad i missed the train but like like i'm I'm angry someone murdered my parents and i'm gonna become batman like i'm i'm mad i missed the train i'm angry that the fucking mta is a garbage system in general (laughs) you know but anyway going back to like the actual reason that we're here and stuff um so i also like this whole episode and i mean i feel like sort of since it happened since it happens um elliot has had this just like this you know inward anger about everything that happened with mike and he's like trying to push it down with alcohol (laughs) and drugs and such um which you know in this episode comes back to bite him in the ass um and i feel like well i feel like there's almost like a cycle of anger because he's angry about what happened to mike and so he's trying to like push it down push it down push it down and then that leads to him fucking up and then everyone else is angry at him you know what i mean (laughs) like yeah and and I hate to be like, it's not his fault because I feel like we're so constantly defending Elliot for his bullshit and boy is on his fucking bullshit. He doesn't get off of it in in season one. He's just constantly on his bullshit, but no, he really needed someone to like reach out to him because he's not going to reach out himself because he genuinely doesn't know how. But I also think in the, in the last episode, because Elliot did a similar stunt in the last episode on, that we talked about, I was trying to remember, what did he do besides the, the carrot thing? Oh, he burned the book and got them kicked out of the library. Okay. Yeah. And so what I, I actually gave my vase to him in that episode, because I was like, to me, I think that 
I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to go through an, a trauma like that, okay? So I'm just going to say that, like, flat out from the beginning. But at the same time, to me, if you're going to be self-destructive, yes, someone should reach out to you, but, like, that is your own business if you're going to be self-destructive. What he's doing is drunk driving to me. He's putting other people at yeah, danger. Yeah, he is. Danger, but because, like, he knows that he's in this state, and he's saying, yeah, let me come with you, because I'm, in my opinion, that's being selfish. That's, like, I want to distract myself from my pain so badly that I'm willing to put you in danger by yeah. not being, and, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, I agree. Like, out of all those people, one of them should have fucking reached Later out. Later in, in season two, um, spoilers, if you haven't seen season two, why? What are you doing? <laughs> How? We're in season four, buddy. Um, but in, in later in season two, when he's talking to Dean Fogg, and Dean Fogg's like, you went to a magical end. What did you think would happen? And Ellie says, I thought I would die. Oh. Like, he, I don't think he, he planned to hurt anyone. I think he actually went to Villary to die away from people. Yeah. Like, away oh, from Breakfield like and in a place where... Yes! Oh. <laughs> and I think burning Mike's book to him, it, it was not just anger, but almost trying to make Mike not exist, like yeah. getting rid of ev- evidence that there was Mike. Be- yeah. Because it, and, yeah. And he doesn't know how to deal with that because someone, why is there not a therapist on campus? Um, why is there not a therapist at goddamn Hogwarts? I have a lot of questions about magical schools and their feelings about mental health. Why does fucking Dean Fogg think that you don't need medication once you're a goddamn magician? Listen, we have some also, I need issues. To, I need to tweet the magicians because uh, speaking of like disability advocacy, there are, you have a main character, like a, one of the main characters is blind and you don't have audio descriptive subtitles. So what was it? The fuck is Gretchen? Also, yeah, give, yeah. Give me some Gretchen. I love Gretchen. I need some Gretchen. I need <laughs> my yeah, my king that's child. Kind of hilarious to me. I'm like, if oh, you want to oh. see Gretchen, I did do a Gretchen cosplay. It was so good. That was one of the first cosplays I ever saw. I think um, it was one of the first ones I did. That's my real life cane and my real life disability. It's just me. I was just walking around and I took a selfie and I was like, this is a good enough cosplay. Um, she, my cane's right over there. Her name is actually Gretchen. After the character in the book. Dead. Oh my god, I cannot. Um, Thanks, love. They love you. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much all I had on my end. Did you have anything else? Um, let's see. Help Elliot. <laughs> Someone help Elliot. <laughs> please. I seriously just have several notes to just say, please, please help, help Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> I have Margo equals sober question mark. Well, and that's the idea. Um, I think that Margot tries to help him. She keeps saying, like, are you okay? She keeps, like, taking, you know, she's like, okay, we're going to take you upstairs. You know, like, I think she tries, but, but I don't think she knows how. And I don't think they have that kind of relationship where they really yeah, talk about actual things. I feel like their relationship is, like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not superficial, but it is. Like, it's kind of weird. And it's in the... They enable each other. Oh, yeah. They're it's a very codependent. I was enabling. just about to say, uh, one time I was in a relationship that my mom didn't approve of, so she sent me a book called Codependent No More, and they need that book. 
I never read it. Yes. I donated it to Salvation Army. They, they got so much better this season because in season one, they were so fucking oh codependent. God. Yeah, it was not healthy or good. And I think that also, yeah. like, uh, that's another thing is I feel like Margot is trying so hard not to be mad at Elliot because I think that, like, we've both, I know, um, had experiences with folks uh, who have dependency issues. And, like, I think a lot of times, like, my, my dad... Um, had issues with drugs and alcohol and sometimes it's hard because i want to be mad at him and then my rational brain is like it's a disease but like yeah you know so i think that Margot is having this struggle where like she wants to be mad at him but she knows that he's in so much pain and he's like and there's this sort of you know back and forth like which really leads to to more her her enabling him because she doesn't want to be like she doesn't want to address it yeah because they need a therapist. I feel like it's putting a band-aid on on like a gunshot. <laughs> you know? I feel like it's uh putting a band-aid on Penny's hands. <laughs> <laughs> like that level of self-destructive. Yeah, it's just like that's not that's not what that means. Um yeah, but I think that's pretty much all I had, unless you had anything else. No, just Besides uh, therapy. Help Penny, please help Penny. Oh my god. Elliot. Please help Elliot. Help Elliot. Help Penny, it's per- Penny is perfect. <laughs> Amazing. That's like my summary. Um, yeah, so I guess we could just do our vase and our flower. And uh, sorry, I just turned and looked at Cat uh, was needed help figuring out what, like, where to do highlights when she was drawing. So I made her this face that says, I am a face with like the main oh. parts of the face where highlights are. But I just looked at it and it made me laugh. <laughs> I like the card that says it's okay to cry. Um, so, okay. So when I was a kid, my mom had these American Girl doll lunchbox notes that she would send to me. Like, they were literally, like, American. And so now I send them to work with Kat. Big truth. Not everyone is going to like me. What matters is if I like myself. I won't let other people's bad attitudes rub off on me. Can I I say something about American Girl dolls real quick? Yes. So, um, my twin brother got an American Girl doll, and I didn't, and I'm still fucking bitter. I never got my Samantha. I had Samantha. I still have her. You can play with my Samantha. Samantha was my favorite. Oh my god, yes. I want to play with your Samantha. <laughs> like, dirty, I just want to hold her and be like, like... She's great. She's at my parents' house right now. I asked them to keep her, because she just takes up a lot of space, but... Yeah, you can play with her. Like, um, I just need to hold and be like, look, I finally got my goddamn Samantha. That's so, how could you give one of your children an American Girl doll, not the other? Anyway. Um, rude. Okay, so, um, so flower, the flower in the vase. Um, I have to think about this. I feel like, I, I definitely want to give my flower penny in this episode. Oh, I decided I'm going to pick an, uh, I'm going to give hydrangea just a penny. I'm going to pick specific flowers now because I think Oh, fun. okay. Last episode, I gave <laughs> some begonias. And today I'm going to give some hydrangeas. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to give my flower to Penny because I feel like he's just like being sweet and precious and helpful in this episode and like especially with Alice like that connection and also recognizing like oh shit like Quentin is really upset I'm gonna shut the fuck up now you know what I mean like he yeah let his pride get in the way of of being like all right fine I know my limits you know like this is a real problem I need to back down and for these um what happened in this episode I already took off just spent an hour talking about it well i spent the hour before that talking about another episode with cat so my brain is like <laughs> um let's see 
Yeah, I kind of want to give my vase to Margo in this episode because, A, for that whole, like, very ambiguous sexual situation, that, ugh, um, and B, for, I feel like for not being able to help Elliot in the way he needs help and not, not even not having the tools, but not being able to find the resource, right? Like, I mean, if you can't fucking help your friend, then guide them towards help, right? Yeah, and like so, try to send them someone who can. Yes, and so I feel like in a way that was a big, not, of course, like I don't want to blame Margot for what Elliot's going, like, right? Elliot's responsible for his own actions. Um, but as a friend, it's like, get your shit together. And also that whole, like, oh, you can't feel bad for get offended for sleeping with me. That's like a fucking gift from God. Like, shut up, Margot. Shut up. Very manipulative yeah, and very rapey. Yeah, a little bit rapey. See, rapey can have a Y, but Scarlety cannot. Full goddamn <laughs> circle. We're back on this. Yes, we are. Now, well, we I yes. I may not know flowers, but I know a bitch when I see one. So I'm going to give my flower to Penny as well. <laughs> because Penny is the only one trying to fucking stay alive right, right now understand some shit is going on but i also need y'all to recognize that we are literally about to die so everyone listen to team mom here and let's try not to let's maybe not do that like only one here who's focused on staying alive uh, 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 uh. now i'm having sherlock flashbacks <laughs> I'm sorry, you're welcome. Yeah, a little bit of both. And I'm going to give my vase to Dean Fogg. God damn it. Because <laughs> we've been through this 39 times. I understand that you're blind and sleepy. But at this point, I feel like as the, as the dean, as the administrator, as someone who is in charge... You should be helping these children. They are a disaster. Maybe this is why they keep dying. Because they're not getting help for their mental health. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts because it's true. So I'm going to end this episode. As I feel like should become a tradition. Fuck you, Dean Fogg. Um, I think this should just be our closing line. And this was Philorian United. Once again, we want to thank Jasper for filling the gap while I was not there. It is more than fun to edit you. And honestly, I only facepalm once. So good, good, good job. Good job. We also want to thank Harry Potter and the Sacred Text as well as Spirit Podcast for their mentorship as well as their inspiration for the show. We also want to say an amazing thank you to our patrons such as Elliot with your help we are making the show better if you want to join the Foo Fighter and have bonus audio episode just go on patreon.com dash united and uh, you can pledge as little as one dollar to have uh, new stuff and vote and see behind the scenes next time we have an extra special guest one of the cast members of the show will be with us analyzing the last episode of the season and you're gonna hear me fangirl in because it is Brittany Curran, aka Fan, since she was not in the first season. Another actress 
played her, we found it funny to talk about it with her. So that's gonna be next week. And until then, I wish you not to get lost in Frillery. Or if you do, please have a map. Or like a casting spell or something. Bye. I watched two episodes. My notes are a disaster. I have things like Penny is my perfect son and deserves better. <laughs> Richard is a sweet ginger beard baby and deserves better. Ah. Sporty production.